Yes, it's Football Wednesday. It's been a tough season. Obviously, we're not going to harp about that. So what do you do? Do you harp on that or do you look ahead now? Uh, we knew this was going to be a rebuilding year for the Edmonton Elks. So you go and you look for talent. You try to bring them in. Chris Jones tries to get the kind of team that he wants. Uh, you see how they perform, and then you look to next year and try to improve upon it. They do not do that by themselves. They need a little help, and they need somebody with an eye for talent. Like our next guest, who is the director of U.S. Scouting for the Edmonton Elks, Sam Gahagan is joining us. Sam, good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Do you have the coolest job in football to get to look for talent and have everyone sort of try to butter you up and <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure you're watching them? Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I got to be honest. It's uh, you know my my closest friends are doctors or restaurant owners and and, and lawyers and you know I grew up with a bunch of really smart people <laughs> and and uh, every Saturday I get to watch a new football team on a new football field and uh, I still think I have a better job out of all those guys. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds like fun. Uh, how long have you, you have a relationship with Chris Jones? Do you not? Have you guys have been yeah. been sort of connected for a while? How did you end up getting this job? Was it through because of Chris? Was it from the past? Where did he come from? Uh, so I, I've been working in football since 2004. I was working at a university in St. Charles, Missouri, Lindenwood University. Um, I was the uh, director of football ops and recruiting coordinator for the state of Florida. And then um, after that, I left school and I, I started a sports agency with my brother Billy. Uh, and our partner Pete Carrot, and through that sports agency, I kind of built a relationship in the Canadian Football League with a lot of people. Mm. Uh, Chris being one of them, and you know him and I just developed a pretty good. In fact, him and my brother were 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 really close and still are close. My brother used to get 6 a.m. phone calls from him every morning, and my brother's wife used to be like, "Who's calling you this early?" And it was Coach Jones every morning would call my brother during his walk, and just like he does to me now, so I've taken over the reins of that. Um, and so we just kind of built a pretty good relationship and, you know, our families kind of, you know, intertwined and, and got along. And, you know, Chris came up to me in 2016 at a workout and he said, Hey, you know, I've got an opening for uh, a, an area scout in Florida when he was with Sask and I didn't even hesitate and I took the job. So I've been working from him, uh, since 2016. Uh, I've known him since probably 20, since 2004. So, uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. We, we go back a ways. Very cool. Uh, our voice of the Edmonton Elks, Morty Scott, standing by, and uh, I, I, I suspect he might have questions that are maybe a little different than ours because it's a <laughs> it's a fascinating world. Morley, go ahead. Hey, Sammy, how are you? Good, Morley. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you. I, I want to ask you. I know football is mostly or a lot. They scout a lot on video, but you still have to go to the games. How many games do you see a year, and what's your schedule like right hmm. now? As we are right in the middle of the U.S. college football season. Yeah, so I, you know, since I came home from Edmonton in in uh, June, I've been nonstop, as you've seen by the transactions we've made. Um, you know, the three of us, myself, uh, G. Roy, and Chris, have been nonstop. Uh, when, once football season starts, though, I, I probably go to close to 25 if I can get to 25 games through the football season. Um, you know, being in the state of Florida. It's great because we have games on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Um, and sometimes I'm close enough where I can get to two games in, in one day. Um, and so I, I, I try to knock them out as much as I can. Um, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in Central Florida. I'm 45 minutes from UCF. I'm five minutes from Bethune-Cookman. Um, you know, I'm 20 minutes from Stetson. So I can go and see those teams during the week, during practice as well. 
Um, so I try to get out as much as I can. I'm probably gone. I usually start Wednesdays, and I come home Sundays typically through the season. It's a lot of football. That's a lot of football. I was going to yeah. say, what do you look for in a player? When you're, when you're looking at a player and you're scouting, what do you look for, and how different is it to look at a player when you know it's gonna be, he's going to be a CFL player over a player who's going to play American roles? Yeah, so Chris is pretty specific in what we're doing. Um, you know, we know exactly what we're looking for at each position. Um, so it kind of narrows the pool down for us because we, we know we're looking for certain things at certain spots. Um, but when I go to a game, you know, you can't scout a player at a game because it's just there's too many and, you know, you only have limited time in a game. So what I'm looking for is, you know, before I get to those games, I already have a list of the guys that based off of their physical attributes and their stats up to that point is guys that we want to check out. So I, I kind of hone in on those particular players at each, at each game I'm at uh, on both teams. Um, and what I'm just looking for how these guys play. Um, and honestly, what I look for the most at a game is what they're doing when they come off the field. You know, what's the quarterback doing after he throws an interception? Is he going to the sideline? Is he, is he yelling at coaches or is he picking his players up? Is he moping down on the end of the bench by himself? You know, I kind of, I kind of look at character things when I'm at a game, more or less. Not not so much what they're doing on the field, but what they're doing off the field. Because I can I can go back and watch all these guys film um, when I need to. So I'm, I'm you know when I go to a game, I talk to the coaches in the pregame. I talk to the strength guys, uh, you know, in the pregame to see what their work habits are like. Uh, and that's what I'm mostly getting out of going to a game. Yeah, fascinating. Because yeah, I was going to ask you what what sort of sets somebody apart. There are brilliant athletes, especially through college ball, all across. The United States. How, what what sort of sets them above? above? Is it is it a, a different level of physicality? It sounds like it's character. Yeah, it's you know, like I said, it, it, it you when you get so much information and and our league and football in general is just information. I mean, you you probably hear about the NFL Combine. They, they mm-hmm. run that thing like an FBI. You know, they, they're they're in there. They're prodding and poking, and I mean, they'll go talk to high school coaches. You know, that's what we have to do, and that's what we do, and that's what Chris expects us to do. So that's why when I'm there. I'm constantly talking to strength. And Chris is very big on talking to the strength and conditioning coaches because those guys see the players more than the coaches. So you can get more information on a player from the strength coach than you can from a positional coach because they see them in the workout. You know, they work on their, their, their diet. They see how they perform. You know, they see how they rehab. They see if they stay injured or get hurt. You know, what's their, what's their tendencies there? So it, there's a lot of information that we gather. Um, and, and that's kind of what, well, you know, what I'm doing here is I, I'm just, I'm more or less just a data entry guy here. I'm just, I'm just gathering information and all the information we can get, and then we, we get together as a group, and then that's when we, then we start putting the pieces together of who we want to go after. Gathering information, but really looking at players, you know, from a from a real, you know, full circle lens, which I think is is really interesting. I'm curious, Sam, from your perspective, then after you know what's been a, a challenging season to say the least, from your unique perspective of looking at a player as a whole and not just at their skill on the field, what are what are your thoughts on the season that we've had and the future of, of the Elks for next season? You know, we we, we are we, we fully expect to win. So that, let me just start with that. We fully expect to win every time we step on the field. We're in the building. Since we're in the in the province, in the country, we expect to win football games. Um, you know, it hasn't gone the way we wanted to, but we've done – if you go back and look at what we started with and where we're at today, we've put a very good team together, a very good core of players together, and our future looks bright. I mean, I, I know you guys talked to, to Dylan Mitchell and, and mm-hmm. Kevin Brown, but it doesn't, it's not, doesn't just stop there. 
there, there's a ton of talent on our team, and we're going to continue to do better, and we're going to continue to progress, and we're going to win games. And Edmonton's going to be super proud of what we're doing, what we're doing, and what we're going to be doing in the future. Hang tight, they're coming. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for your work, uh, and congratulations on having the the most fun job in football. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take right, care, cheers. Sam. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.